Welcome to the Random Ask Podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, this is a podcast where we bring on random guests, we ask them random questions, we try and learn a little bit. We have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their fields, and we try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated. I'm Taj Sander, a local realtor with Royal LePage Westman Realty. I meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses, I buy good houses, let's get into it. Joining me today on the podcast, I'm super excited. We have Mayoral Hopeful, Reed Hamer Jackson. Reed, thank you for joining me. Thanks very much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation because this is going to be a refreshing take from all of the other politicians that I've had on because you're you're not a politician first. You're, you're just you. You're a business owner and a concerned citizen. And this is going to be, I feel like this is going to be easier to have this conversation because it's going to be more frank and straightforward. Yeah, so, just I hope so. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless you changed on us. No, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Just a concerned uh, citizen of the community. I've lived here many, many years. Moved here in about 1973, and uh, businessman, and yeah. I've just watched this uh, deteriorate very bad. You know. Yeah. Um. Actually, we've met once before. Um. I met you through my professional role as a realtor, and um. Yeah. Just trying to. I've come across you before, and then I was interested to see that you you throw in your name, not even for council, but straight for mayor. Yeah, well, you know, I got a couple of friends that are mayors that said I should run, and uh, and if I don't be the mayor, who is? And who? And when was the first time somebody was a mayor before they were mayor? Right. I I honestly can't uh, can't remember. I think was it Terry Lake? Well, yeah, I, I I'm not sure, but yeah, it could be Terry Lake. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Do you want to bring your mic just a little bit closer? There we yeah. go. That'll probably be better. Um, all right. Okay. So, what are your what are your biggest concerns, and what what made you want to put your name in? What are the changes you want to see? I know because I've been following the election a little bit. For the people that don't know you, where where are you at? Well, my number one goal is the safety of the community. Um, you know, we've got people that are uh, afraid to come out of their buildings, afraid to come downtown. I mean, I've had ninety five police files on my lot, and that's not even. In, including, you know, broken window or things like that. So I think that, number one, safety of the community is going to bring a lot of things. You know, it's going to equal a lot of things like tourism and new business and doctors. And I mean, you take today, if somebody gets off the plane and they're looking at a doctor coming from Ontario, uh, gets off the plane, jumps in his rental car, and he drives down Tronkill Road, and, boy, there's people laying out there struggling with needles hanging out of their arms and there's groups. I mean, I just left my... And he drives down Tronquille across the bridge. You come down West Victoria Street, and there's 10 or 15 people laying out there, hanging mm. out. And then you drive down to City Hall, look at, have a good look at that. And you know, and then, uh, you know, the doc and his wife and two kids sit down at Mitz's kitchen, and somebody's screaming and yelling, and, and then they all sit down, and they go, Dad, let's move our practice to Cam Loops. <laughs> eh? Yeah. You think? No, I, I hear you. It's... It's gotten kind of kind of out of control, um, but what what would you want to do to how how would you mitigate it though? Like the biggest problem that I hear about like addressing these issues is, especially from a lot of current incumbents, is oh there's nothing we can do or we've done all that we can. Yeah, no, that's uh, you know February twenty fourth of twenty twenty one. Actually, the provincial and federal government through the UBCM grant offered the city of Kamloops. $2.5 million grant to, to help. It was called the Strengthening Homeless and Community Grant. As a matter of fact, uh, we blew it. 
by looking for a couple of Portland Loos. I brought it to the attention of all of the mayor and council. The only guy that actually um, did something about it was uh, Dennis Walsh, and that was uh, provincial and federal government money. And uh, um, you know, we got 1.469 out of a 2.5 grant. I mean, Kelowna did such a good job; they got 3.2. Penticton got the maximum amount. Vernon got the maximum amount. Uh, Nanaimo got 2.5. Cowichan Valley the same. You know, you know, we had a million dollars worth of uh, management or staff looking at a at a uh, grant, and they blew it. And, uh, and you know, I brought it to the attention. Uh, the management handed um, the city councilors a three-page document when the, uh, the actual UBCM grant was a nine-page document. And when I read the nine pages, I knew that you're not getting a, a two Portland lose for a million dollars and a path and a walkway to nowhere. Um, it was very clear to me. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So how, how involved have you been? kind of behind the scenes in, in even in the past or like dealing with the council or even now, like uh, what's your involvement like? Because you're, you're relatively unknown because you're, you haven't been on council. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the, that's been the biggest stumbling block has been the, the mayor and the majority of council. Um, you know, I've been working on this, um, you know, looking at a review of recovery centers, uh, you know, for men and women, you know, people that can't afford to pay $30,000 or, you know, mortgage or house to get one of their family members uh, into recovery or, you know, to get some treatment. And um, it's just been a real stumbling block with them. I, I mean, even one property, uh, we were looking at a few different properties and one property was identified uh, through David Freeman, who's the, uh, one of the senior real estate uh, personnel for the city of Kamloops. And, uh, and uh, he said, we got 260 acres out here. There's nothing going on. And so then I called the guy by the name of Shivindamanti. He was the senior project manager for BC Housing. He went and bought all the properties around the province. And I met him because I let BC Housing and CMHA use my property when they put the Rose Thorn building in. But but anyways, I um, I called him and I told him my thoughts. And he said, uh, Reed, it sounds good. He said, it's above my pay grade. He said, but uh, we need your mayor and council on board. He said, he said, we don't need to buy the property. He says, you guys already own the Sparrow House property. And you own the Mission Manor, and that was that was years ago. But and now we own the uh, the Kingston property that they dropped right in the middle of Westmount. You know, yeah. So so it goes on and on. I can keep you keep you here for a week. You know. Yeah. No. Um. I honestly, I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I I am surprised at your level of involvement and how much you've done and how much you know. Um, coming into this interview, I, along with a lot of other people that are probably not uh, as informed or just haven't had the chance to sit down and talk with you where I was expecting you to be more of uh, just playing off people's emotions and kind of coming across like a uh, Campbell's version of Donald Trump. But uh, what do you, <laughs> what well, do you, what do you say to that? Well, I've spent the last three years, you know, getting up at uh, three o'clock in the morning, two, three, four in the morning. I've had some uh, mayor and counselors uh, up with me to talk to the people on the streets to, to learn about them. I mean, people that are, freezing on my car lot and uh, and trying to get them into shelters to find that, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of people blocked from these shelters for not a lot of good reasons. And uh, we really have to take a really good look at uh, the accountability on some of the, um, you know, the social agencies, specific ones. I mean, we've got great social agencies. I mean, you take Interior Community Services. I mean, um, CEO there, Kelly Callan, she's just a, a great person. And, and, you know, you, you never hear of them. They're, they're not movie stars like... Uh, uh, some other, uh, you know, uh, social housing. Yeah. And, and again, you know, like, like I said, Ask Wellness has some great employees. I mean, 
I've got a letter in. Uh, I had Todd Stone and Peter Millibar put a letter in to David Eby to to get a um, third party review of all the drug houses, the harm reduction houses. I don't know if you know the yeah. harm reduction and somewhat and yeah. recovery. Okay, so it's like you know they build them with safe injection sites, right? And, yeah. And I want to get a review or ask for a review of all the Ask Wellness um, and all the CMHA. And I'm talking all their facilities, all the drug houses, including motels, hotels. And the review is, is not for the, it's for the, re, the clients and the residents in the building. And it's also for the staff in the building. I know some uh, Ask Wellness employees, they're scared every time they go to work. And, uh, you know, uh, a review for them, for the staff and for the surrounding community. And, uh, you know, I couldn't even get, uh, you know, I could get Dennis Walsh to put a motion forward, but I couldn't get a, a seconder to, to second the motion. I mean, Bill Sarai said he was going to, but then uh, he, uh, he uh, decided against it, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's tough, right? It, it's tough because um, as I'm finding out, as I watch this kind of all unfold is uh, municipal politics is, is a lot more political than I anticipated, right? I just thought people would be hopping in here to do what's best for the city, but it, it gets it gets sticky. They, hey. they, oh, they got their own uh, their own teams. The, the good old, the the old boys club is is pretty um, pretty solid. Like I said, uh, it's uh, it's a tough it's pretty tough to go when you're when you're trying to get recovery centers, and then you've got you know you're trying to get reviews, and I mean we've been I mean I've been working on this even in 2020. I mean. Uh, Todd Stone and Peter Millibar argued our street. We had a whole bunch of uh, impact statements. And, uh, you know, Todd Stone and P Peter Millibar argued it with um, Selena Robinson. At the time, she was the housing minister. And, uh, you know, we had a, the girls from the stereo warehouse. They had impact statements where they were f they're fearing for their, their, their lives. Like, I mean, and, and even today, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy. And, and uh, you know, Selena Robinson at the time said, um, um, you know, that, they're reading these off and, and, and she said, well, it's going to take us more than three years to straighten out what you guys screwed up in 17. You know, she didn't even care about the safety of everybody that had wrote those impact statements. You know, she said, it's going to take us more than three years. Well, that was six now. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's worse. So, and I mean, I mean, the liberals can blame the NDP, the ND, they can blame, but they're, they're both to blame. I mean, I, I think this harm reduction started uh, back when Terry Lake was the, um, the health minister in, in BC. So, you know, we got to stop pointing fingers and, and start uh, looking at ourselves and working on some solutions, and, you know. That's, that's true. Like it's, I'm worried about the, the future of politics here because you have a lot of people playing off emotions and just stirring the pot and they don't have enough, uh, enough solutions or enough of uh an outlook to really try and bring something forward rather than just kind of complain about the past, right? Like we, I feel like we need to band together and find out how we would move forward as a city and just get things back on track. Because I know, I know as a young person, I'm looking at our city and if the next four years or anything like the last four years, we're, we're done. We're, and you know, people yeah. like me and myself included, I'm, I'm thinking that and I'm thinking, okay, if it gets to that point, this city is not worth living in anymore. Yeah. And now you start losing me and okay, we could probably stand to lose another realtor no, <laughs> or no, two, but, but you know, you start losing car salesman too. <laughs> I know there's a few don't want a car salesman around here. 
but you start losing, you know, the professionals, the doctors, the nurses, and we're already at a point, not even those kinds of professions, but blue collar workers, trades, things like that. And what's that doing for our city? We're already short in short supply of all of these workers. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like, uh, it's, it's huge to me to think that that kind of goes unnoticed. Um, for you, so your biggest issue is crime. Um, I've heard you say quite a bit about that. And I've heard uh, a lot of your opponents kind of say, okay, well, you know, we don't want, and they haven't, no one's really said you in general, but they've said, okay, we're, we're against single issue candidates. So do you have other things that you want to fix in the city or are you a single issue guy? Well, I could tell you one thing. I looked back at all the, uh, the existing mayor and, and council, and I, I look back in 2018 at their platform list, and uh, <laughs> there, there isn't there isn't a lot that they actually accomplished. But I do have um, more issues. I've got accountability is a big thing to me. Um, I talked to a lot of city staff, and uh, you know, right now our city uh, is a toxic. Uh, you know, some senior, you know, specific senior management and stuff like that. So, you know, it's toxic. I mean. Uh, you know, the thing with the safety of the community, it's not, not crime, but it's the safety of the community. And, um, you know, when we can't keep our mayor's necklace safe at City Hall, you know, we have five windows and doors broken out of City Hall and three break-ins. And, you know, we just had an art gallery shut down because they had stolen stuff, you know. I mean, I mean, I, I took a look at the, uh, you know, that five windows got smashed out of City Hall. I think it was probably about ten grand. I looked at the, the Performing Arts Center and uh, that building would be about $100,000 to fix those windows if, uh, you know, Michael the brick thrower gets loose on them. But but I guess the safety of the community equals a lot of things. It equals business. It equals doctors. It equals, you know, if you sit and think about it, you know, a safe community can equal a lot of things. It equals taxes. We, we're not going to have to beg people to come here to and give them 10-year tax uh, breaks, you know, to come here. They'll want to come here. The doctor that... That, that got off the plane that I told you about a little earlier, that drove down the Tronk Hill Corridor and drove down West Victoria Street and then down City Hall. Well, when the streets are, are nice and we have a vibrant uh, city and we, we, you know, we don't have 30 buildings, uh, you know, locked up with please lease me, please lease me on the Tronk Hill Corridor. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's no different than what they've done at the bus depot and everything. We, we need accountability. And, and, uh, and, I, and I believe that I can, uh, I can get that done. And, yeah. Okay, I'm actually I'm asking you a lot of hard questions because you're you're one of the last interviews, and I've I've been able to kind of get a little bit more knowledge of how this all kind of works as time goes on, and as I talk to other other um, candidates, and I feel bad for you because you know I was talking to people and I just be like, okay, well, who are you and what are you about and things like that, um, but you know I feel like y you don't really have a platform to speak on and you don't have the reputation, but you have you have a lot of good, good ideas. And even just in, in this conversation with you, you know, you're, you're engaging and you're making me think about things that otherwise, you know, well, well, I just do think about, but they don't, they're not on the forefront of my mind all the time. Um, now what, what are your, okay. I got a question for you and this is actually from clients of mine. Um, they bought a house out in Rayleigh. And they, they were wondering, they're like, okay, because uh, they've seen the social media posts and they've seen me have other other uh, mayoral candidates on. And they said, okay, if you have Reed on, ask him, is he going to ship all the homeless people out to Rayleigh? And I thought, well, I don't think that he's able to do that. But what it, what are your thoughts on that and what's your response to that? Well, for starters, Rayleigh, the, the Rayleigh came up 
uh, like I said, because of a senior manager for the city of Camelot in the real estate division. Uh, and shipping the homeless isn't the idea at all. What we need is we need, and Rayleigh was, there's, we've got several properties around, you know, on the outskirts of town. Uh, you know, we've got the, the, the Cumlips. I mean, I've, I've went over and spoke with them and, and uh, you know, um, the, 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 it's not homeless. This is not a homeless issue. Uh, we have homeless, but this is an addiction and mental health problem. And when I have um, three people that I walk out to my planters across the street from the Elm, Emerald Shelter ran by CMHA, and three of them come out, and one guy wants to get back to Winnipeg, one guy wants to get back to Terrace, and another guy wants to get back from Vancouver, back to Vancouver. Well, we're not going to be afraid to, they're adults. If they want to go back home, we're not going to be afraid to lose 60 bucks a day per head for them to leave. So a lot of the people, they don't even want to be here. Those people don't want to be on the street. But, you know, you know I talked to the people of, uh, of Rayleigh, actually, and back because um, Bill Sarai actually had said to me back, well, it was probably two years ago, well, I'll lose all my voters in Rayleigh. So um, I talked to a lot of them. And um, there, a lot of them have friends and family in addiction. Um, you know, they're not heartless. The people of Rayleigh aren't heartless. This is, I'm not talking wet beds. We're talking, you know, recovery, right? And, you know, even one guy, got a 21-year-old daughter, she'd be probably 23 or 24 now, you know, that, that got kicked in and out of all these uh, harm reduction buildings. You know, she get kicked out of the Spiro House, then she go down to the Emerald House, then she get kicked into the Rose Thorn, then down to the Mission Manor, then into the Crossroads. And that loop of addiction, we're not, we're not doing things to get them help, right? We're, we're not helping them, right? So when people say that, that, that was just a, a thought of, of one area that was suggested by others not myself and and like I said you need one for men and you need one for women and and it's not you know you take vision quest for instance you know you know it, it, like Rayleigh what what what's what about Westmount people yeah what, what about them <coughs> what about what about everybody else what about the, up by the Greyhound what about everywhere else that they what about in North Camelops are we not concerned about them and this is the opposite though what the people see in Rayleigh okay when they drive in and they leave Rayleigh what they see on the streets of Camloops is the opposite of what they would see there or in another location in recovery, okay? It's not, like I said, Vision Quest, it's 80 acres. It's probably the closest thing we have right now to what we could be using as a complex care. And like they had three emergency calls last year, okay? We had 800 across the street from us, you know? And you're, you're talking about across the street, where are you? Just oh, West Victoria Street. West Victoria, yeah. Yeah, so in 2020, there was over 450. In 2021, there was over 800. Well. What? You don't think there's a spill over there, but but a recovery center that had three, well, that's that's national news here in Kamloops. Yeah, you gotta. I think it, there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of assumptions about your your platform and what you're doing and what you're trying to do. So I think you you gotta try and get out there and um, make sure people know exactly what you're you're hoping to accomplish, right? Because Again, I'll say this again, the, the, the perception that I had of you coming into this and having this conversation was very different than actually sitting down and, and having this conversation with you. And, and don't take this the wrong way, but, you know, I was made to believe that, okay, you're ignorant and you don't really know what you're doing and you're just, you're doing this for the wrong reasons. And Concentration things. camp leader. Yeah, I've heard that too. Like, kind of, kind of that kind of stuff, right? Where I, and 
okay, I, I don't think that that's the case. Um, I feel like you, you have well thought out ideas and you've talked to a lot of people. So that's, that's the biggest key is that you're not just doing this willy nilly. You're actually having a, uh, a logical approach and it's, it's been contemplated, right. And it's been like, you've, you've sat and you've discussed it and it's, it's not, it's not by the seat of your pants. It's, oh, and I've also been working on like, like I said, we've got pipes in the ground that are 70 years old. I've been working on some parking issues. I've went to city council lately uh, because of parking issues where they've given up parking. I mean, yeah. there's certain areas we've got terrible parking. Then we've got certain areas where we ha we have too much parking. You know, I, I mean, I even, you know, when uh, Arjun Singh was putting a motion forward to try to build all these buildings uh, with zero parking downtown and 0 0.25 in residential areas, well, they did a study all over the world, but they forgot to do Kamloops because that's what happened to us in 2018. They gave up a bunch of parking lot parking and... Now we are, our area, we are the parking for the social housing across the street. They have vehicles, they've got friends, family, they've got everything, right? So, so that's a big issue too with parking. You know, um, you know, I've talked to the home builders and learned a lot from them because they, they're, that's what they do, right? Yeah. You know, th th like they've got some really good ideas for housing. I mean, I've got some ideas for housing. Like I said, Arjun Singh tried to put forward a motion here, you know, three, three months before an election and it was to, to, build these buildings with no parking in 0.25 and then three years later have a look at it. Well, you know what, uh, it, you know, trying to be environmentally friendly, get people's vehicles away from them. Well, I took a good look at it. And so what I did is I rode the bus for a month and, uh, and I went to council and I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, you know, that bus just doesn't show up sometimes and to do, do with, you know, staffing and the same thing, they've had some problems with management and I'm going to tell you, um, if I was to ride the bus, and I, I encouraged the mayor and council, maybe you could ask them uh, to ride the bus for a month in the summer and a month in the winter, because the bus just doesn't show up sometimes. In the winter. It's late, yeah, I'd be, fr I'd be dead by now, and even in the summer, I'd be dead again, yeah. right? Because it just doesn't show up. I mean, this poor girl that lives in uh, Westside, she works at Independent Grocer, and uh, you know, she said sometimes the bus just doesn't show up for days, you know? So, um, so I have a different thought on that, um, you know? instead of building them and then going looking at like what happened to us and it's too late now now we are the priority. i mean i've had thousands of dollars of damage and I, I could go on and on about the the disaster it is you know when they do something then look at it after but um you know i've identified um you know hundreds you know a lot of uh, old apartment blocks that uh we have in our city that were built in the 50s and 60s and and some are teardowns, uh, you know, they're, they're, the roofs are leaking, there's mold, there's asbestos, you know, kind of like what we just, you know, paid $7.1 million for there on the North Shore that we're tearing down, you know, but I won't get into that either. But anyway, so these apartments, they were, they, they were built, and you, you take um, an apartment that has 30 um, apartments. Well, it was built with a pretty good parking platform, so it has 40 parking spots, right? So instead, why don't we do that? Why don't we take that facility and to cut down on the emissions, we get that apartment owner to cut his vehicles down to seven units, right? So with the 30 apartments, you can have seven cars and then you block it off. And then if they can sustain that without bugging the neighbors and it being a disaster, well then guess what? That parking, that, that same parking platform will take 120 units. Yeah. So you, you got 120 units now. on the same platform, yeah. right? And it goes on and on. I mean, I identified another one that had 47 units and it had 60 parking spots. Well, you can, if you can sustain that, 
that can go to 240. We just got to go a little higher, you know. So I've been working on a lot of stuff. But like I said, the main concern to me is, you know, the safety of the community. When people are afraid to come out of their houses and, you know, you know, afraid to come downtown, I mean, you know, it's bad. How, okay, how long ago did you decide to make this run for mayor? Oh, about, well, it was actually when that $2.5 million grant kind of was the, probably the, the straw that broke the camel's back. When they walked away from a $2.5 million, potentially $3.2 million, um, you know, if we had done the same job as um, Kelowna. But when they walked away from that, I mean, I'm talking, you know, I had, you know, Dieter Duty, um, you know, like I said, uh, Michael Riley, uh, all of them. Uh, they, and the only guy that actually paid attention was Dennis Walsh. And, 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 and he's he brought, gone now. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, and when he brought it up at council, you should watch the council meeting on September I think it was September the 28th or 22nd or something. And he brought up this, you know, because they were bragging about getting this 1.469 million or they called it 1.47. But anyway, you know, they just ripped into him like, like he, he'd been, and we still could have, I even called the UBCM grant and we, the UBCM and we could have actually got the money back, you know, like, um, but, and again, they still have, I went to council here a month ago or so, cause I was looking it up and even the 1.469, they haven't even spent you know, like there was, they've spent half of it and, and, and not on any solutions. I mean, hiring more uh, GI Joe or CSOs or, or whatever, you know, it's not going to cure the problem. You know, that's not going to cure it. You know, hiring more police, it's not going to cure the problem. We need to get these people some help. We need to, like I told Sheila Malcolmson, she's the uh, mental health and addictions minister. I ran into her at the foundry announcement um, that CS, uh, um, that's going to be happening on the um, interior community services. Yep. And uh, I said to her, I said, why don't we start spending money on the people instead of on the property? We're putting these properties downtown everywhere. I went to Nanaimo, she's the um, MLA for Nanaimo. And, um, and I said to her, I said, you know, I went to Nanaimo and you've got 80 people right across from where there's a white spot, 80 people in these sea cans, you know, just, you know, shoving needles in their arms and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I said, and she said she, that they had to do that for some reason. I said, but don't you think that 10 kilometers out of town, you might have 10 acres and maybe you could get these people that are struggling, get them some help. Like maybe they can have a garden or maybe cattle or, you know, maybe, you know, maybe do something more positive for them. Anyway, I've sent her some information. So hopefully we're going to be coming around the corner and, and uh, you know, get some people healthy. So instead of spending $10 million on a building or $7 million on a hotel full of people in addiction that nobody's helping, why don't we... Uh, um, get them to a more secure area where they can breathe. They don't have to, um, you know, get, get, like I said, the guy, the guy from Rayleigh's daughter just gets kicked in and out of the next building. And, you know, what? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I've just got, <laughs> I got question after told question. You, pull your ear when you want, when you want me to shut up. No, 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 no. Just keep talking. This is great. Um, no, it's just as, as we discuss more and more because you're, you're, you're different than than a lot of the people that I've had conversations with. So yeah, I have different questions that come up or different ideas that I'm thinking of because you're going to encounter more issues than the average politician, right? So now my my question for you after all of this to kind of hear what you've said and hear this or, uh, now that I've heard that you know uh, the current council and things haven't really supported you. If you're elected mayor, how are you going to get the support of council as a mayor to to see these things through? 
Well, if, I, if they're not supporting you now. Well, I believe that, uh, like, I believe that um, the the new mayor yeah. and council are going to be on the same board. Like, I, I believe that everybody can see this. I, I don't believe that um, we're going to have the same council. You don't think, what, you, do you think we'll get any of, any of the incumbents back? I don't know. I, I, um, I don't know. Anybody that walks away from 2.5 million bucks, I tell you, and that's called the Strengthening Homeless and Community Grant. Like, you know, come yeah. on. And, I, and, and again, uh, I mean, I get along with people. I mean, you know, you talk to anybody that knows me. I, um, you, know, I, uh, you know, I listen to people. And this is, this is where, you know, like I said, I've been working on this for, for four years and, and uh, talking to a lot of people, learning a lot. I mean, I've, I've taken 50 people up to a recovery center that's, you know, got 80 acres. I've had, you know, corrections up there. I've had the, the Cook P, uh Roseanne Cashmere up there. I've had um, BC Ambulance. I got support from BC Ambulance Service uh, President Troy Clifford. So um, I think I'll get along good with people that uh, want to uh, make our uh, city safe again, you know? I think you're okay. I think that's good. Do you have anybody, any of the council nominees or hopefuls that you publicly back? I would say, you know, I really like. Um, that uh, Darpan Charma, I, I like the way that he's. Well, I, I like the way that he's he's brought things to the forefront. He's taken videos and he's done things like that. Uh, Caroline King, I kind of like what she's done. The Dennis Giesbrecht, he's been helping with with um, you know bringing things out. Like I mean, I mean when when everybody was blaming Vision Quest for one guy, uh, you know, or, or you know certain RCMP personnel were blaming Vision Quest for all our problems. Um, when they weren't even here when our problem started. Um, and then, uh, you know, Darpan Charma went a little further and he did an FOI and learned that in the last three years, which kind of got snuffed out the last three years and not, not due to just the way that a lot of things are, uh, the RCMP, the Crown and um, Corrections dropped 1,800 people off into our community in the last three years. So, and you know, did you ever hear of an Ask Wellness client or a CMHA client that ever committed a crime in Kamloops? I'm not sure if I can say yes or no to that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Kind of weird, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Hmm. Yeah. Makes you think. Makes you think. So, have you have you publicly endorsed them, or have they endorsed no, you? I, no, I okay. just like. The, oh, you just you like know, them. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, good. Because there's I, a few others I like too. So, like. so this is one of the. I like you. <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> but this is okay. This is one of the things that I've learned as uh, as I've gotten into this and kind of watched how things unfold. Is um, you you can't just say, "Hey, I really like these people," because you can say, like you said, "I like these people," and then that's different from an endorsement. So I feel like it's clear. It, it's got to be made evident to people that there's a difference between saying like, Hey, I'm a fan of these people and I like what they're doing and officially endorsing them because people at home don't know, but I've seen it now where you can kind of, you know, support people, but not endorse them or endorse people. And it's, it's a whole political thing. Well, yeah. And I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not, really, I'm not, I'm not, not political. I, I've always, uh, you know, people, I mean, I talk to guys and I, I, I'm, I mean, I fly with both wings. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a lefty. I'm not a righty. You know, yeah. I fly with both wings. Uh, um, and they're friends of mine, clients, you know, everybody, right? Even when I played ball, I played uh, left field, right field, and center field. So yeah. to be on one uh, 
one thing or for me to, uh, you know, I think it's up to the citizens of the community. You know, when I met with the mayor of Penticton, because they're dealing with some issues that, um, you know, Ask, Mel- Ask Wellness moved in there in 2018 and they're having a lot of issues also. So, you know, when I met with the mayor and, and uh, down there, you know, he sat down, had lunch and he said, you know what, Reed, I was elected by the citizens of the community. I wasn't elected by Bob Hughes or Ask Wellness. You know, I was elected by the citizens of the community. And for me, that's uh, like it's on my bus. I got a bus and it says for the citizens. So I'm going to listen to the citizens. And and, uh, like I said, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, you take a look at everybody's platform over the last, uh, you know, take a look in 2018 and see how many things people on the list. And we do have a platform. I have a platform coming out, but. Um, like I said, you got to get it out. We're already, the election is like a month away. That's a long ways. Oh, it's not, uh, it's not that long when you're in politics. So a week, a month it? will fly by. I hey? guess I better get signs too, eh? You don't got signs. The mayor told me that he, he, the mayor told me he might give me some of his signs are in his garage and I see he's not running now. I was on Thursday. He talked to me. I should probably get a hold of him and get some signs, eh? Hey, you know what? That'll be, um, that, is that part of your, uh, climate action plan? <laughs> <laughs> part of my climate action plan is taking those apartments down from, you know, having 40 parking spots to. Yeah. To, th- to seven, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. You know, I, I think if that's the case though, too, like, especially from your first hand experience, our transit system needs a bit of an overhaul. Oh, like I said, you, Arjun, I, let's just see who, let's see how many of them rode the bus this summer. Yeah. Cause I did, I had to take, I'm, I'm kind of lucky I had a spare vehicle and I got a ride twice. Cause I would have been drenched by the time I got home. Yeah. I you haven't know? taken the bus. Uh, to be honest, I think, um, oh, geez. 15 years there you go well try it it's a it's a it's a real experience i'm going to tell you like i said i got in front of the mayor and council and some of the the heavy heavily paid uh you know uh managers that we have and i said i encourage everybody in this room yeah to ride the bus for a month and in the summer and a month in the winter and winter's coming so you know then you'll be able to see how quick uh you know that everybody should be going to electric cars you know yeah because you know what it's it's real like it's real and and uh everybody can't ride their electric bike in the winter so and okay to go back to your point about city staff and management um so what what would be your your initiative there in sort of reigniting the fire with those people they're trying to get the passion back if you feel like they're kind of complacent now well i just think we need to uh you know check the qualifications of people to see if they're qualified to do those jobs, you know, like I, like I support the union, uh, with this debacle, I'll call it a debacle with the, uh, bylaws and the CSO, um, with the changing over from bylaw to it CSO. just, yeah, it just it seems like it, you call it a debacle. I call it a dumpster fire. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not only a dumpster fire. It cost us, I think it cost us over a million bucks from the probably lawsuit, say, right? yeah. I, no, Well, yeah, that, but, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to, anybody mad at me but uh, you know we probably lost over a million dollars a year just in revenue and parking tickets that nobody was paying attention to you know yeah. you know so hmm. but it's yeah i i mean like i said it's um it never had to happen it's not their fault yeah you know this addiction and mental health problem is not their fault yeah it's not the school board's fault like when they moved the all everybody up into the the columbia street the, the west columbia street apartments there yeah. in april of 2020 due to COVID. It, well, then all of a sudden that Ralph Bell school, I mean, the poor, you know, like it's not, it's not everybody else's fault. It's not, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, you know, they want us to spend $1.5 million on our property called the SEPTEP report. It's called crime prevention through environmental design. 
They want to spend $1.5 million on our properties, locking ourselves in, getting bigger cameras, getting bigger this, getting, you know, like, like it's crazy. Why, why, why are we doing that? It's kind of like the fence they're putting up right now. Like they're putting a fence where there's no fire, but we don't even need a fence. We don't need to change our landscape of Kamloops for a few. All we've got to do is make the buildings across the street accountable. We need to make CMHA accountable for what they're doing, what they're operating, and and uh, and the same as Ask Wellness. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't need a we didn't need a fence when the rendezvous was there. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, that's that's going back a, a long ways. Um, but okay, so as for Ask Wellness, what would you like to see? And from your conversations with mayors from other BC municipalities, what what do you think would be the best solution moving forward and the way to address that in, in a way that's equitable and fair for the citizens and kind of promotes communal safety. Cause that's the issue here for you. Well, like, I, like, um, like for instance, Penn Ticton uh, got a, a third party review of all the facilities in, in uh, Penn Ticton. And, uh, but it wasn't a really, we, we don't need a review where you thank ask wellness. And yeah. like I said, this is for the staff in the building. Yeah. Like I said, I know some, I mean, Ask Wellness has a great staff. They've got great people. They got, this is the problem is like you don't uh, you don't have a problem with the people. You just have a, a problem with the the system that the organization has implemented, right? Yeah. And it's the people working there. They're not bad people. No, it's just no, there's the, some are, like I said, they're scared to go to work some days. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe some of the stories yeah. I hear. And you're not attacking them. You're just thinking no. that the the organization acts wellness could be more refined in the way that they do things. And CMHA, they're both kind of tied together, CMHA also. And they, um, and again, wraparound services. It for, it's for the residents in the building too. I mean, the clients and the residents. I mean, I've walked that Rose Thorn building. They call it a success. If you actually read the BC Housing Research Center review, you will see it is not a success. I've watched 80% of those people just in the last two years since January of 2020 get kicked out of that building and some rate some are right on the streets right in the middle of the meridians uh look begging for money like we need yeah. to we need to help those people also right and and the surrounding community and what's wrong with that no you know, and get david eby to pay for it you know okay sorry we i totally get where you're coming from and i feel like we kind of jumped the gun because you're super easy to talk to this is like the first real conversation i've had with you and you know we we skipped all the BS and the pleasantries and just really got into brass tacks. And I, I enjoy that because, you know, life is short and um, it's, it's nice to not have to tiptoe around things and just get, get your direct answer and kind of forego the, the political correctness, which is kind of, I feel like it's restricting us, but you know what? We need a little bit of that. I need some filler for the podcast. So like, who are you really and uh, how long have you been in the community and what have you done here Bef besides the politics and this, this, uh, what you're trying to do here for mayor? Well, I moved here in 1972 or 73 when I was a kid. Um, you know, I started out, um, you know, I wasn't the greatest kid, you know, my dad kicked me out. So I spent a little time on the streets when I was younger in Edmonton and stuff like that. But, but growing up, I've worked as a cowboy. I've, um, you know, I've been a dishwasher. I could go on and on. I've, um, I've um, sponsored, you name it, I've sponsored or donated. Um, I was on the, the board of Camps Minor Hockey. Um, uh, you know, I'm just a regular concerned citizen, businessman. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a 
you know, who wants to hear about me? I've been married for 34 years. I don't know what else. Well, people, I think people want to know like a little bit about the candidates outside of the political views, just to see like where, who they are as people and kind of what their passions are. Um, I, I definitely get your passion is, you know, the I like city. Mountain and biking. I like mountain biking. Yeah. I, I've, I've, so you play ball too, you said? Yeah, I played ball for many years. Not now. I'm getting, yeah. you know, <laughs> pull, pull, pulling those hamstrings too, too many times, you know? Uh, I hear you. Yeah. And, yeah, that's awesome. And so, wow. Okay. Um, are there any things that you want the public to really know about you? I feel like we covered like everything. But are there any things that you think that the public should know or clarify or things even with anything regarding your campaign thus far where you feel wrong done by or misunderstood? You know, I, I think, uh, you know, certain, you know, I, again, we'll go back to accountability and there's specific media uh, personnel that uh, need to be held accountable too. I mean, when we've got stories going all over Canada about, um, you know, for instance, the Rose Thorn building, which is a subsidized know, supportive housing across the street. And, and we've got, you know, letters uh, going to the Toronto Star and, you know, claiming it, it's success. So people see it all over the world, all over Canada. Yeah. So they think, oh, we got somebody who's having, struggling with mental health and addiction. Let's ship them to Kamloops. And the story is all on the cusp. Yeah. All on the cusp of somebody getting into recovery and all on the cusp of somebody going to detox. And that person never, ever leaves the building. Like that's not success, okay? That's that's on the cusp. So, just like you and me, we're on the cusp of doing whatever you whatever you want to yeah. think, you know. So, um, yeah, we need accountability in a, in a few areas, you know. So, uh, again, I guess I'd want to tell them, you're not going to get a lot of fluff. I'm not a real good. I'm no politician, and I don't have great speeches or anything like that. Just get down and do some hard work because I know how to work. I, like I said, I get up at three o'clock in the morning and talk to people on the streets that are freezing, you know, freezing to death. Okay. And as for people that are listening or people at home, if they want to follow you and see what you're doing, whether on social media or even just try and get in touch with you, what's the best way, where's the best way to follow you or get in touch with you? Okay. Um, well, I, we're just started Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. I just do a little creeping on my wife's every once yeah. in a while. But anyway, we've got a, a I think it's Hamer for mayor. Um, I Let think me take a look here. Uh, Reed Hamer Jackson for mayor uh, for the citizens is what it says here. Okay, yeah. I'll give you a like. There okay, you go, thanks. Okay, share. <laughs> share. You're supposed, somebody said oh. you're supposed to share them. Uh, I don't know. I didn't share anybody else's. This is where Come this on. is where the support hey, and the endorsement. This is where we got to change things. You yeah. can't be afraid. You know, we can't be afraid to speak out. It's it's, you know, it's just like uh, you take the fire department. You know, they they go to one hotel you know, motel, the tournament in, they go there three times in the same week for fires. Yeah. And nobody wants to say it's an ask wellness client or resident, but yeah. once we do, we're going to start getting those people better because sticking them in motels is not solving any problems. And you know what? I think that you brought up the firemen, which I think is great. I think they need a bigger seat at the table. You bet. Um, you bet they do. They're, they're critical. They're probably, they're one of the most important first responders and they have a really, really good understanding of the issues facing our community, where we're lacking, and as we grow, what we need more of. So I feel like they kind of go unrepresented. And ambulance uh, too. Yeah, ambulance too. The for the emergency services, the emergency services, they don't get talked about enough, and I I feel like it's not it's not marketable or it's not sexy, so people don't want to put it into politics because 
it's not going to get them the immediate results, but the the impact that they have is huge, and they need to be they need to be involved more. Um, what about in terms of contacting you? So we got the Facebook page. Where how can people get a get a hold of you if they they really want to really want to chat with you? Uh, you can call me. As a matter of fact, I had a, a conversation with a poor lady that's uh, fearing for her safety in her building, and I had a, an hour and eight minute conversation with her. But my phone number is two five zero three one nine ten eighty eight, so I can be contacted there. I'll, I'll I'll give people a, a word of advice. Send them a text because yeah, I think yeah. your voicemail is full. I've been, when I tried to schedule this, oh, I just upped it. Yeah, okay, I just, okay, because <laughs> okay, I tried to. My okay. iPhone five was getting loaded up. You know, <laughs> one thing about an iPhone five, nobody ever steals it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We're on fourteen now, man. You missed out on like what twelve of them, I think. Oh yeah, they Isn't... told me it was going to quit ten years ago. Oh no, they keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Reed, it's been. Uh, been a good conversation, actually. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I, I, I had you on the show and were able to chat and I was able to kind of actually get to know you because the the idea I had of you as a person was much different than who you are, really. And um, I hope people can, I hope that translates and I hope people can see that in the, in the podcast. But I also hope that they check out your page and they give you a shout and just see, give you a chance, you know? Thanks. I appreciate coming on, too. I yeah. uh, We do have other stuff coming out. Like, I've got... Um, Rick the Bear Wild, you know Rick the Bear? I don't think so. It was the voice of Radio and L Sports. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, he's helping us out a bit there, yeah. and we got some other people uh, helping out, so. Right on. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for everything, and uh, good luck with your, uh, with your campaign, and, you know, maybe one day we'll see you in office. That'd be great. Sounds good. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, show me some love on social media. If you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, drop my name.